You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Lots of uh, great conversation ahead of us today. Talk about nutrition for older adults. And uh, in the second half of the program, we'll learn about uh, something that a pastor is doing to encourage other congregations in the Mid-South District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri City. It's called Cycle and Serve. He's uh, riding his bike across the Mid-South District. We'll learn about uh, Pastor Bill and what he's doing to encourage others and and how LCEF is a part of that as well. Uh, we're going to talk about nutrition here, specifically nutrition for older adults in just a little bit with our friend Melissa Hoffman. She's a registered dietitian at Lutheran Senior Services here in the St. Louis area. I want to say thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org, in the sponsor section. And also want to remind you about share 2016 coming up next week, one week from today. share 2016 begins. You can partner with us as we embrace the future. Learn about uh, becoming a, a day sponsor or uh, a supporter of Worldwide KFUO. And uh, hear all the, the guests. We have a, a huge list of guests guest lined up for next week for share Hope you can join us for that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, next week. Joining me in studio now, Melissa Hoffman, a registered dietitian and regional dietitian for Lutheran Senior Services, serving at Laclede Grove Senior Living Community here in St. Louis. Melissa, welcome to Faith and Family. Well, thanks for having me. I love talking about nutrition. I love talking about food. And I love talking with 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 dietitians who who know nutrition and food and uh, uh, everyone that I talked to beforehand said Melissa is the person uh, at LSS and uh, you've been with Lutheran Senior Services for some time now uh, going on is this nine years is nine that right nine years yes nine years what do you love about being a, a dietitian a regional dietitian with LSS um, well I love the most is just spending time with the residents and trying mm-hmm. to teach them you know nutrition and how to you know, incorporate good food into their diet so they can, you know, live healthy lives and continue to do everything that they want to do. What drew you into this profession? When did you know, I want to be a dietitian? I want to be a professional that helps others learn about nutrition. Um, Funny enough, it was actually in high school I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this. Um, I knew I wanted to go into healthcare. Um, I loved the preventative health aspect of dietetics. So it wasn't just a field where a healthcare field where, you know, somebody's sick and I fix them, you know, it was trying to help keep people, keep people healthy, um, throughout their lives. Um, I'd seen my mom go to a dietitian. So that's where I learned what a dietitian does and Mm -hmm. saw the important information that they gave to my mom that really helped her out. So that's where I learned what dietetics was and knew that that's the path I wanted to go. So nutrition and dietetics is a proactive approach to Mm -hmm. a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Rather than, uh, I mean, it, it can help if, if, if I, I'm, I'm sure if you have a, a sure. condition or something, yeah, it can help. Certain disease or condition sure. that requires nutrition, um, change in diet to help manage that disease. But, you know, really it can help, you know, prevent further, you know, prevent diseases too. Absolutely. What did you, what was most, um, I guess, surprising to you along your way in your education? Because I know that the, to, to, to become a professional like you, that, that, that's quite an extensive education, mm-hmm. lots of studies uh, along the way. Well, as you were studying this to prepare for this profession, was there anything that was just really surprising to you as you were learning and, and studying? I think what was surprising to me was just how much I could do with mm-hmm. um, a degree in dietetics. Um, there's so much dietitians can do. Um, they can work in hospitals, they can work in long-term care, but they can also work, you know, in other community programs, um, you know, so it was what I could do with it that mm-hmm. really surprised me. Is there a, a specific area of nutrition and dietetics that you really love or something that's this 
just most intriguing to you? Um, well, I really enjoy the medical mm-hmm. aspect of it. Um, that's what I got my um, my emphasis in both my undergrad and my um, postgraduate degree. My master's degree was both in medical dietetics. So um, that's really where my real passion is. So that prepares you for working in a, in a mm-hmm. clinical setting. Mm-hmm. What is, uh, w- tell me about your work at LSS. What, what is your, your responsibility at, at Lutheran Senior Services? Sure. So I provide um, clinical dietetics, um, clinical nutrition to residents living in living in our long-term care, mm-hmm. living in our assisted living, um, and also in our REACH program is actually where I spend most of my time um, trying to teach residents how to, you know, eat healthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully the goal for them is always going back home. Um, so hopefully they can, you know, continue to thrive at home, um, continue doing what they want to do. Um, so this is um, many of, uh, in the REACH program. They're there for a short term, right. generally, uh, and uh, preparing to maybe making some lifestyle mm-hmm. changes, uh, preparing to go back home. What are some of the, the I, I guess, what are some of the needs that, that need to be addressed in a, you know, in a short term stay like that? What are some of the, the nutrition issues that, that mm-hmm. come up that need to be addressed? They're very individualized, mm-hmm. but um, probably the most is, you know, several of them have multiple chronic diseases. So teaching them diet and how to handle all of that. Um, some of them, you know, may have some malnutrition and mm-hmm. um, are sort of struggling with eating at home. So giving them tips on how to, you know, improve their diets at home. What are some of the the, um, the conditions or diseases that that uh, in older adults might face that can be addressed or that, that need to be addressed mm-hmm. with nutrition and diet? Um, the big ones are definitely diabetes, mm-hmm. um, congestive heart failure, um, kidney disease, those oh. and heart disease. Those are all, I would say I see those the most. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's take a look at, at diabetes. Quite, mm-hmm. I'm, I would imagine in this case for older adults, it's, it's, it's most likely uh, type two diabetes mm-hmm. is probably the most common that you face. How do you uh, how to begin a conversation about that when it comes to nutrition, um, especially you know this is we're talking about an older adult who probably has established habits when it comes mm-hmm. to lifestyle and eating. I know I have my habits right. that I've established. Um, how do you begin a conversation like that? What do you what do you start to address and and how how do you help them? So the first thing we kind of do is look at their um, diet history. So I'll ask them to go through what a typical day is at home. When do they eat? You know, what times do they eat? How much are they eating? Um, And then kind of tailor, you know, those specific things to their, um, make suggestions on how to improve that for better glucose control. Um, A lot of times they'll tell me, oh, I avoid sugar. Well, (laughs) trying to teach them that, you know, it's more about carbohydrates and, you know, how to balance those carbohydrates throughout the day and into foods that they want to eat. Sure. We might say I'm avoiding things with sugar. So I'll look at maybe I'll look at labels and see if sugar is an ingredient Mm -hmm. or I'll look at what the the sugar content is in the nutrition information on a label. But that uh, what I hear you saying is that's probably not enough. Right. I always tell them, I go, I wish they would just take that sugar number off. Not that it's not important, but really you need to be looking at the total carbohydrate um, in that food product um, more so than the sugar. What happens when uh, when it comes to uh, you know what's a large amount of carbohydrates? I don't know. I, I'm sure it's individualized for each person, mm-hmm. but um, 
what do we need? How do what do we need to look at? How do we make that change? If you know, if we're experiencing type two diabetes and we're looking at carbohydrates, I realize that the, the granted this is right. an, an individualized case, but in general, is there something we should be paying attention to when it comes to carbs? Yeah, you want to look for something with whole grains in it, um, mm-hmm. something with fiber. I generally recommend that they you know try to find a, a product with a serving of greater than three grams of fiber in it, because mm-hmm. um, that's going to help manage their glucose longer, help it keep it down longer than you know eating something that's, you know, simple sugars, simple carbohydrates, something that's just, you know, white bread that's going to make their blood sugar rise really quick and then come down pretty quick. All right. Here's the fun quiz. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but um, let's say a client says, okay, so typically for breakfast, I would have, uh, maybe they're extravagant. Maybe they have French toast a couple times, maybe Mm -hmm. a couple times a week um, and they're experiencing type two diabetes, what would you have a recommendation for them? And maybe I love French toast. It's my favorite thing. That's what I want to eat all the time if I could, but I only do it like two or three times a week. Sure. I would, you know, maybe talk to them, you know, maybe try to get it down to maybe once a week or so. And also try to recommend, you know, something with a whole grain bread Uh that they can't have it. I never like to take food away from Um, people. But, you know, something that's a little bit healthier, something Mm -hmm. with less carbs in it. And then also, you know, talking to them about what they put on their, their French toast. Could they maybe put some fresh fruit on instead of, you know, syrup Mm -hmm. or so, you know, just trying to make alternatives. Um, That way it's not taking away the food from them. I love that answer. I I have a, a blood sugar issue, and so I made that switch probably over, 20, well, about 20 years ago, too, to whole grains and, and things like that. And But I, I love breakfast foods, mm-hmm. and that's probably the toughest part when it comes to carbs. I know, and desserts, too, are, are kind of the challenging part. But I've learned to make things like French toast and pancakes in a way that are a little right. bit lower in carbs and whole grains. And uh, I love that. Have you ever made peanut butter French toast? No, like a peanut butter sandwich? No, I haven't. It's kind of like a Monte Cristo sandwich, peanut butter sandwich. And then you dip it in the egg batter and mm-hmm. then, oh yeah, it's probably loaded in calories, but <laughs> it's got some protein in there it, with the peanut butter. It does. You could put fruit in it too with the peanut butter as go. well. And then, yeah, we don't, we don't use regular like breakfast syrup. Sometimes we'll use just a tiny amount of real maple syrup or agave or, or coconut syrup mm-hmm. or something like that right. instead. How fun. Okay, so breakfast can be a challenge when it comes to uh, trying to reduce those carbs. But I, I like your approach to that, you know, not taking away food. That's the kind of dietitian I like, the one who doesn't want to take away all my good stuff, all my favorite uh, delicious stuff. Well, I don't want to do it myself. So. Right. <laughs> See, that's a smart dietitian, one who, <clears throat> one who, who understands, okay, I wouldn't want to do this myself, so right. why would I make anybody else do that? What about uh, other meals um, throughout the day that uh, any other changes to look at or or other habits to look at when it comes to um, how you might look at type 2 diabetes with a a client? Um, Well, especially with older adults, trying to just increase their protein. Um, Protein is very important for older adults and also helps um, control blood sugars. So trying to find different ways to add protein into their diet um, and, you know, throughout the day. Um, protein always seems to be a challenge with older adults. I, I think with a lot of us, but yeah, I'm sure with older adults as well, we put it off. I, I know with my little son, uh, it, it's uh, it's challenging because he doesn't, well, the only protein he likes is dairy. Uh, otherwise, it's all fruit. Right. Some dairy. 
that's that's challenging. And I guess in, when we get into our, our older years as well, we kind of go back to that where we, we don't want all the, the proteins as much. We like the carbs and the, the simple things. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that go into it. So like sometimes, you know, if their teeth aren't very good, mm, chewing yeah. meat is tough. Sure. Um, they also just, you know, cooking meat for one or two people is difficult. So mm-hmm. just trying to incorporate more protein into their diet. Sure. Always trying to find ways to do that. Now, I know we've been talking about diabetes, and and uh, we'll talk about some of the other the the, the other um, illnesses or conditions that you mentioned as well. I guess I should make a disclaimer: we're not trying to we're not treating anyone today no. or diagnosing anyone today. We're just talking about in general some of the things that mm-hmm. that you deal with and in your line of work. We're not uh, diagnosing or treating anyone. Certainly, we'd want someone to to meet with a, a dietitian on a one to one basis and seek the uh, professional help. Um, what was let's see? We talked about diabetes. What were some of the other issues or, or illnesses that you mentioned or conditions? Um, congestive heart failure. Uh-huh. So we're always trying to teach people how to reduce their sodium, their salt intake, um, to try to control swelling and just to help them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, so salt's a big one too that we're always trying to teach people how to reduce. That would be a tough one for me. I love cheese. Oh, there are some cheeses that have less salt in them though such like cheddar and mm-hmm. mozzarella so you really? know they yes well, those those are two of my favorites i didn't realize cheddar was lower in sodium mm-hmm. a little bit lower so you know <laughs> it still has salt in it but yeah. it is lower than you know an american cheese or a processed cheese mm-hmm. so you know and if you just sprinkle a little bit on you know that way you still get it but it's little bit less. Also, you can buy from the deli, you know, mm-hmm. lower sodium cheeses, Swiss cheese. So like four slices on a smothered sandwich, ham and cheese sandwich smothered with like yeah, butter, no. gar- you know, garlic butter and salt. Yeah, probably not. No. Not so smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there are ways to, to make it healthy. It's whole grain, it, whole grain bread. Right. <laughs> Um, so congestive heart failure, another thing that, another issue that can be, uh, addressed with, with nutrition. Um, and, and you mentioned a couple others. Um, malnutrition mm. is another, um, big one that we see in older adults. Um, they're just not eating enough or they're mm-hmm. not eating the right kinds of foods. Um, some foods, you, some nutrients you need more of as you mm-hmm. age, such as calcium, vitamin D, protein, um, folic acid, vitamin B12. So just trying to teach them you know, as they age, they need to incorporate some of these um, nutrients into their diet more often. And as a new, as a dietitian, I would assume that you prefer we get these from food, get these these right. nutrients from food, right? right? But I always say to a resident, you know, sometimes you can't get it. You know, mm-hmm. you may be deficient enough, where you you may need a supplement. So I always recommend that they talk to their doctors. Um, talk about some of their symptoms that they may be feeling, you know, if they're feeling tired all the time, maybe Mm -hmm. they do need to have their iron tested. Um, So I always recommend that they talk to their um, doctor first before they, you know, start a supplement um, just to make sure they're getting the right kind. In talking about some of the, the, you know, in other conversations that I've had with folks from LSS and other places talking about um, just health issues for older adults, it seems like when, especially when, when one, lives alone, mm-hmm. we start facing isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the great things about LSS communities is that uh, that helps reduce that isolation, mm-hmm. getting connected in, uh, with others, living in, in close proximity to others so that you live in community mm-hmm. and, and get to know. I, I would imagine then nutrition really becomes an issue as well when one starts to become isolated because right. uh, maybe not as motivated to eat. You know, that's something, right. it's a social thing. Right. Eating it can be a social thing. Right. So uh, I guess that's certainly something to watch for mm-hmm. uh, in loved ones who may live by themselves. How do you, what are signs, how do you look for that? 
how do you how do you watch for malnutrition in in, um, in you know in if loved they're ones? losing weight unintentionally mm-hmm. um if they're you know having more infections um you know they may not be getting the hydration that they need if they're weak um if they're losing ability to do um things that they used to be doing um that might be another sign that they're not getting the nutrition they need they just don't have the energy mm-hmm. that they should um those are all signs that um, they may not be getting the nutrition they need, but biggest one is unintentional weight loss. If you're mm, losing weight yeah. and for, you know, and you weren't trying any practical tips to help, uh, you know, caregivers or family members who, who might suspect that they, there's some malnutrition, uh, occurring for a loved one. Sure. Um, you know, you definitely would want to mention it to your doctor. Um, but also to, you know, just find out what works for your, person that you're caring for. Um, some people eating three days or three meals a day might not be practical and they need smaller, more frequent meals. Um, finding things that they really like to eat. Um, you know, some people it's drinking maybe a little bit easier than eating, you know, all the time. So, you know, finding something like a smoothie or something, Mm -hmm. something with nutrition in it, um, are all things you can do. A smoothie date with the grandkids. There you go. (laughs) practical way to uh, to improve nutrition a smoothie date with grandkids or, or with adopted grandkids some you know with uh, with younger folks kids love smoothies too i think they do yeah, we we did uh, I think uh, everybody loves smoothies <laughs> <laughs> i do I, I start off my day with a uh, most of the time with a, a smoothie or a shake i do too yeah. sometimes <laughs> <laughs> what um what are some of the favorite dishes for among your residents at LSS, what are some of the favorite things that that they love there that um, that help you accomplish your nutrition goals as well? Um, well, they love the things that they grew up eating. Sure, um, they love things like spaghetti. Um, they love fried chicken. Who doesn't? Yeah. So I mean, they they <laughs> love the things that they grew up eating. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. My residents um, don't get too excited about you know things like Mexican. Chinese food. It's just, they didn't have it growing up. So they like the things that they grew up. Breakfast is very big. They all grew up with big breakfasts. So breakfast is the biggest meal of the day. So what's a, what's the favorite breakfast? What do you do for breakfast that, that every, that gets all the points? Oh, they, they love the bacon, especially because (laughs) (laughs) the smell of it. We have, you know, we have kitchen in our Mm long-term care, we have kitchens. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're cooking the food right there. So the residents will wake up and smell, you know, smell the bacon down the hall. And, um, so, I mean, we have typical big breakfast every morning, bacon, eggs, um, I'm ready to move in. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yogurt, fruit, you know, hot cereal, cold cereal. So we serve a big breakfast every morning. We have a we have a, a cafe here in the building, and they they do bacon every morning as well. And it, I have to walk past right. it to get to my office in the morning, and then to get to the studio. And I smell that bacon in the morning, and it's just oh man, that's tough on yes. some days to, yes. to pass that up because it, there's yes. something about the smell of bacon. It is. I don't know. Is it the? I guess maybe the the maple or the sugar that it's cured with, and the. The salty sweet something. Yeah, it's just a very distinctive smell. It's all those three things that Americans are raised to love. Salt, fat, and uh, and sweet. Right, all the things we have to limit. (laughs) All the things we're supposed to limit. You're right. They're all, that's what it is. It's the trifecta in one thing. Oh goodness! So so breakfast is is uh, is a uh, uh, the the big winner among that generation. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, and you mentioned spaghetti and, and fried chicken? Mm-hmm. Are there ways that um, uh, that we can? You mentioned bacon. We need to you know the has all those things that we need to 
keep in check. Are there ways to to address these um, and and keep it in check and to offer a healthier choice, a healthier approach to some of these spaghetti meatballs, uh, fried chicken, right. breakfast? So, so yeah, if you are somebody that needs to watch your salt, you know, trying to teach them, you know, you know putting some breadcrumbs on chicken and, you know, baking it mm-hmm. instead of, you know, the deep fry um, or pan, you know, pan frying it with a little bit of, you know, olive oil or, you know, I, I use coconut spray. oil, mm-hmm. coconut oil. And um, instead of breadcrumbs, almond meal, oh. it, it still gives it that crunch. Oh, we yeah. do that with chicken tenders. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever tried that? No, I haven't. It gives it a little bit of crunch and the coconut oil gives it that real buttery taste. Yeah, it's almost like frying it in butter, but I would never fry chicken in butter, no. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> not no, nutrition at all. No, it doesn't. Okay, I just ruined it. <laughs> all right, so um, so uh, baking it instead of frying it, to doing some right. breadcrumbs and, and baking it. This time you're grilling. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, putting some vegetables with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. How about spaghetti? Spaghetti and meatballs, how do you... Uh, how do you approach that? Um, try to teach them, you know, lean lean hamburger or mm-hmm. switching even to ground turkey mm-hmm. are are good ways to, you know, decrease the fat, decrease, you know, the salt. Um, so that's what, and trying to make their own, you know, may not always be practical to make your own um, sure. pasta sauce, but, oh, um, wow. you know, using, you know, more tomatoes in it. And just I bet there are up- some talented residents <laughs> th- that could help cook some, uh, some mean pasta sauce. We have some several residents that grew up on the hill and they they know they're Italian. Aha, uh-huh. so I bet they can make some really good sauce. They can. <laughs> call me. Yes, they yeah. usually tell us we're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. You you just call me when they're de- How about the the pasta itself? Um, you know, I try to tell them, you know, whole grain would definitely be better. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are like, no, I just can't go there. You know, the taste. <laughs> they and didn't I, grow up with it. Yeah. And I, you know, I say, well, maybe if you mix half and half, that mm-hmm. way you're not losing the taste of the other. And, you know, gradually, you know, over time, increase it, maybe three fourths whole grain until you can get yourself up to 100 percent whole sure. grain that I do understand it is a different taste. And if you're not used to it, then it can be a bit much. And I don't want to turn you off of it. Right. You know, to start with. So maybe mix half and half. Maybe that can be a good compromise. That's a, we we do whole grain pasta in our house and our son likes it. And and for my parents, it was later in life. They started making that switch and it was kind mm-hmm. of that approach to, you know, half and half mm-hmm. and then eventually making that full switch. Now, when it comes to macaroni and cheese yes. in our house, we make the macaroni from scratch. Yeah, there's. Yeah, that's what I do at make home, too. The, the actual noodles from scratch. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't go that far. That's like an all day <laughs> process, but it's delicious. I don't do the craft, but I don't go as far <laughs> as making my own noodles. <laughs> That's an all-day process. It's fun, though. Yeah, it's that. That's, that probably might be a little time intensive for right. for for your line of work. Well, those are some some great ideas. How about breakfast? With just a, another minute or so, how how do you approach breakfast? You know, you, you mentioned bacon and eggs and all the the good stuff. Any any thoughts there? Um, well, I definitely recommend eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bat, they now say up to one egg a day. You know, doesn't affect your cholesterol level. Plus, it's just great for, to get protein in mm-hmm. for them. Um, it's inexpensive, so I definitely encourage eggs with the resident. Um, and then I usually try to tell them to balance it out. You know, maybe with some yogurt, mm-hmm. um, some fruit. Um, you know, maybe we can't have bacon every day, but. <laughs> Um, you know, balancing it out with something else. I'll accept that. <laughs> Can have bacon every day. If you allow me to have some bacon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every once in a while. Christmas I, I and can Easter. Handle that. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we'll rethink that one. <laughs> oh, this is this is great uh, advice, and I really appreciate your perspective and uh, and uh, appreciate the work that you're doing at LSS to helping uh, our older loved ones stay healthy, and especially when it comes to nutrition. Uh, I've enjoyed our conversation, Melissa. Thanks so much for coming over and sharing this with us, and I hope to talk with you more in the future. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Melissa Hoffman, Melissa Hoffman, a registered dietitian, regional dietitian for Lutheran Senior Services here at Laclede Groves in the St. Louis area. Well, we're going to talk about Cycle and Serve on the Mid-South District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod up next. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news.